Holy Father, in the most high name of Jesus Christ, we come to the very throne room of Almighty God this morning. Father, and as we come, we expect revelation knowledge to flow forth from the throne of grace this morning, that, that it would go forth unhindered by any force, and that this day the Spirit of God will reveal unto our hearts the truths of your word. So, Father, we humble ourselves before you this day and ask that the Spirit of grace would work diligently with each of us, that we may hear the truths of Almighty God and put them into operation in our lives. And we'll give you all the honor and the praise and the glory for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Every saint said, Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise the Lord. Turn with me this morning to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Praise the Lord. I'm going to talk to you this morning about the mystery of Christ. The mystery of Christ. I guess if I guess if uh, uh, I had to pinpoint one thing that would just say this is the main thing that I preach, this this is everything that I preach. This is all of it right here. If I'd say, what would if someone asked me, what do you divine your ministry? What is the main thing? You know, like Kenneth Hagin, he preaches on faith. Copeland preaches on prosperity. You know, and and Charles Caps preaches on uh, on confession different ones if, 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 if the number one thing that I preach is the mysteries of Christ the number one thing it's the number two thing too and it's the number three thing it's everything that I preach because the is what Jesus Christ has already done for us, what he has accomplished for us in the death, the burial, and the mighty resurrection, praise God. That's what this thing's all about. That's what Christianity is. Christianity's name is Jesus. Christianity's name is the death, the burial, and the mighty resurrection. It is that which Jesus Christ accomplished for us. No man can understand and, and get revelation upon these truths of what happened to Jesus and stay broke, stay sick, or he cannot stay depressed. Praise God. He'll come out of it. There's no way. There's no way. He can look at the light at the end of the tunnel and say, blessed be God, I'm on my way to the top. Praise God. I'm not going to stay down anymore. I've got Almighty God himself living on the inside of me. Praise God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians. Second chapter. First verse. He said, Now, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimonies of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstrations of the Spirit and of power. That's what the gospel will do right there, folks. Praise God. Praise God. Said my speech was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but demonstration 
of the Spirit and power. Do you know you can't get a hold of anything if you can't get, get, a, get beyond what a fellow's vocabulary is or the way he preaches or the way his mannerisms is? I was in Texas one time. And you know, I, uh, we had just lost a Texas, Arkansas Razorbacks head and I was just a little bit, didn't much want to preach for them if you don't know the truth about it. And I was in Austin and I was preaching down there and I wasn't getting anything done. I wasn't getting, it wasn't going across. And I, they just was not receiving what I was preaching. I was preaching all right, it wasn't that, it just, they couldn't get past my Arkansas language. And so I just finally, I just said, well, folks, I'm just an old Arkansas redneck and just kind of just, kind of just shelled it down like that. And they just said, poor thing, let's listen to what he's saying, you know. And I, bless God, I got to listening to what I was saying and got beyond my vocabulary and we had demonstrations and power in the mighty Holy Ghost there. Hallelujah. The word of God is the power of Almighty God unto salvation, unto deliverance, unto healing. The word of the living God, the gospel of Christ. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he said, I didn't come with, with enticing words of man's wisdom but with demonstration and power of the Spirit of God. The fifth verse. He said that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Where's the power of God been in the church? Huh? Where's it been? Anybody get sick, we send him to the doctor. Anybody down and out, we send him to the Salvation Army. Anybody that doesn't, you know, needs help, we try to find some government program. Where is the power in the church? Are you listening to me this morning? He said, my words were not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I didn't want you to stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Our God has lost none of his power. Our God is the miraculous mighty God that spoke the world into existence, that spoke and the Christ of God came forth in the flesh, praise God. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We saw the miraculous God, the Lord Jesus Christ, in his earth walk, perform miracle after miracle after miracle, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can you shout amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. He said seventh verse, or sixth verse, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Yet not the wisdom of the world nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Unto our glory, folks. God had something he wanted to do with you. He had some glory he wanted to do with you. He had some glory he wanted in you. Do you know that? The Shekinah glory hovered over a little woman named Mary. And that glory overshadowed her 
and a manifestation of the Holy Ghost took place and she received in her physical body the magnificent God. Hallelujah. We call it the immaculate conception. Well, I'm telling you right now, when that Holy Spirit hovered over you and you received him, you received that Shekinah glory just like he did. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's sixth verse there. King James said, we, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect. Arthur Way said, we speak this wisdom uh, to men of ripe understanding. He said, we speak this wisdom to men of ripe understanding. I have a higher teaching, a divine philosophy. See, it's something different. The church world needs to rethink Christianity. They need to rethink this thing. That Christianity is more than just dying and going to heaven. That's just the icing on the cake. I'm telling you right now, you can walk on this earth and have heaven on earth. Praise God. said, we speak this wisdom of God in a mystery. Well, what is that mystery? That second verse up there, 2-2, two, two, he said, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the mystery. That's the mystery. Look in the eighth verse there. He said, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have never crucified Christ. Satan would never have brought uh, the Sanhedrin, the high court, and the high priest in the Jewish nation against Christ if he knew what was going to happen. It was a mystery, folks. It was a mystery. How many of you know that mystery was given to Paul to reveal it to all mankind? Now, it's no longer a mystery, praise God. It is a revelation that men can have in his heart, hallelujah, and rise up into the heights with Almighty God. Amen. He said, I speak this mystery, this mystery. Praise God. That second verse there, he said, Said, for I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Ben Johnson translates that verse. Said, before I arrived, I had already determined to speak only about Jesus Christ with a clear focus on His death on the cross and what it means for us. What it means for us. So that's all I'm going to preach. I ain't going to preach nothing else. What, what do you need anything else? See, if you understand the cross, and that himself took your infirmities and bare your sickness, you don't have to worry about sickness. If you know that he became poor for you, that you could become wealthy. You don't have to worry about your needs being met. He said, my God will meet all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, but you have to have light upon this. You have to have this come on, a light come on in your heart. You must believe that more than you do your circumstance. You must believe that more than any problem, any sickness. You must believe God's word and the only way you can do that is when faith comes. See, as you hear this word, faith's automatic. It all, always comes. Never fails. Amen. Never fails. This mystery is what Jesus Christ accomplished in his death, in the burial, the resurrection, this hidden mystery. It's for the church. It's for the church. We've majored on everything but this. We've majored on sin, 
We've majored on prosperity. We've majored on outlining areas. We've majored on healing. We've majored out here. I'm telling you right now, the number one thing in the body of Christ that Christianity is all about, his name is Jesus and what he's accomplished for the church. That's what it's all about. That's Christianity. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Turn back a page there to Romans 16. The 16th chapter. 25th verse. Paul writing here said, Now unto him that is, that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. Paul said, This thing's my gospel. Well, what are you talking about? You got another gospel, Paul? Well, what, what, what are you talking about, Paul? You're talking about my gospel. He says the same thing over there in Romans 2.16. He says, This is my gospel. What he is talking about, is he talking about something different than Jesus Christ talked about? No, he's not talking about that. Jesus told his disciples, he said, it's many things that I'd like to tell you, but you're not able to understand it now. Wait until the Comforter comes, the Holy Ghost, and he'll teach you and guide you into all the truths and show you things to come. He said, you're not able to understand it now. See, that's why most people don't understand some of these things. They're spiritually discerned. You must have the Spirit of God and learn how to listen to the Spirit of God and let Him teach. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Galatians, the first chapter. Galatians, the first chapter, the 11th verse. Paul writing here, he said, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, didn't learn it from any man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, I got this directly from Jesus. He said, No man taught me this. I didn't go up to Jerusalem and sit under any teacher. I didn't learn it anywhere. I got it by direct revelation from Jesus Christ through the Holy Ghost. Praise God. He said, For you have heard of my conversation, 13th verse, in times past, in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jewish religion above many my equals, in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of our Father. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by His grace to reveal His Son in me, praise God. That's what this is all about. That's what this whole Christianity is about. God Himself revealing Himself through man, revealing Himself to man and through him. Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh. He was God in the flesh. Why was Jesus Christ God in the flesh? Because he, God wanted to show mankind what a man full of the Word of God, full of the Spirit of God, full of God himself could do in this earth. God has had a plan throughout the ages. It's been hid. It's been a mystery. But I'm telling you right now, that plan and that mystery has been revealed under the church. And this mystery is Jesus Christ, the glorified, resurrected God, now lives and moves and has his being through man. Hallelujah. 
No longer I, but the Christ of God that lives in me. Hallelujah. Not my old life, but Christ his life. Not my old being, but I'm a new creation. Praise be unto God. Praise God. How is God going to reveal his son through me and to me? Man's going to have to see Jesus Christ work on the cross just like Jesus, like Paul said of Jesus. said, I determined not to preach anything among you but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Well, what does that mean? What does the crucifixion mean? It means that I died with Christ. It means I was crucified with Christ. My whole being was crucified. I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. I descended with Christ. I was made alive with Christ. And I was raised with Christ. Praise be unto God. And now I'm seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, blessed be God. We've got to understand this as a church. We've got to understand that Almighty God handled every problem that mankind had. He dealt with Jesus Christ for humanity. Whatever your problem was, Jesus handled it. Whether it's sickness, Jesus handled it. Whether it's a financial burden, blessed be God, our God handled it in the person of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you this day, when a man hooks on to this and the revelation comes that it's no longer I that lives, but it's the mighty God, the temple of God, that's who lives in him, he'll walk out from under his problems. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Colossians, first chapter. Colossians 1 and 25. How many of you know Paul wrote over, over half the New Testament? How many of you know the Gospels? Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. They're open letters to the world. These epistles over here are direct letters to the church. This is where, these are written to the church. They're written to the church, the saints, the believer. That's who these are written to. He's telling us in them what Jesus has done for us. Without an understanding of this Pauline revelation, man won't ever grow to what God wants him to be. He'll never reach the heights. He'll always be in a struggle, trying to receive it, trying to get it, instead of looking at the cross and say, blessed be God, my God has already got it. Hallelujah. And I receive it by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Colossians 1.25. Paul said, whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given unto me for you to fulfill the word of God. What's he talking about? He's saying, what I've got will fulfill the word of God. What Paul received from Jesus Christ is the finishing touches. You know, if you call a, have a carpenter working in your house, and he, you know, he frames out the doors, he's finishing everything up, and he makes the cabinets, he trims them out, puts the lattice work, everything on them, and he presents you the bill. Blessed be God, that is the finishing touch. Jesus Christ said, it is finished, hallelujah. And he said, I am Lord, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Jesus is the finishing touch. And what Paul received 
from Jesus Christ is the finishing word of God. This finishes up God's work for a man. How many of you know God's not going to do anything else about your healing? He ain't going to do a thing about it. He ain't going to heal you. He ain't going to bless you. He ain't going to set you free. He's already done that 2,000 years ago in the person of Christ. And if you struggle around trying to get it, well, I'm going to get it one of these days. No, you're not. You've got to see that Jesus has already got it for you. And that Jesus Christ is your standing before a mighty God, before a righteous God. He's presented you perfect before Christ. Hallelujah. He said, I'm made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery, he's talking about this mystery, even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now, but now, say but now, but now. it is made manifest to the saints. In other words, it's been revealed to the saints. When God manifests himself, he reveals himself. He said, it's been manifested to the saints, to the church, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Blessed be God. Listen, God was doing something in Christ. He was doing something in Christ. Whatever he done in Christ, he was doing it on your behalf. Whatever he accomplished in Jesus Christ, in his death, burial, and the resurrection, it's been accomplished in you, praise God. And if you'll reach out with your faith and say, blessed be God, I see it, Lord. I see I've died with him. But blessed be God, I see I've been resurrected in union with that resurrected Christ. Oh, I'm telling you, folks, when you see this, it'll change your life. No man can stay sick and get a hold of this. No man can stay under oppression and get a hold of this. No man can be a failure and get a hold of this. Paul writes that I can do all things through Christ Jesus. He says, Jerusalem Bible translation said, I'm a master of anything through the one who lives in me. Woo, glory. I'm about to have a fit up here right now, folks. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It's the Christ. It's not I any longer. It's not you. It is the Christ of God that lives within your spirit. That what makes you a brand new creation. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Oh, hallelujah. What is this finishing work, Paul? What are you talking about? My gospel. It's just simply Jesus Christ living through you and revealing himself to you. Praise God. That's the mystery of the gospel. I don't believe... How many, how many of you believe Jesus is sick today? How many of you believe he's sitting around in sackcloth and ashes? He said, as he is, so are you in this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. 1 John 4, 17 said, as he is, so are you in this earth. Can you shout amen, somebody? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Rotterham, Rotterham translates that 27th verse. Camelite theologian says, the glorious wealth of this sacred secret. It's wealth in this sacred secret. Phillips translates that, said, the full wonder and splendor of his secret plan. That's Paul's purpose, to reveal the secret plan of God.
Secret plan of God. Look, God took Jesus Christ. Let me read you on down further here. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Look in the 28th verse there. He said, when, whom we preach, warring every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. How many of you know you've been presented perfect before God? How can I be perfect before God? Because it's no longer I, but it's the Christ that liveth in you. The anointed one lives in you. See, the death, the burial, and the resurrection was God's divine process to do away with the old man and put a new man on the inside. Praise God. That's the divine process. That's what Paul received from Jesus Christ. King James said, said, present us perfect in Christ. 20th century said, perfect by union with Christ. William said, through union with Christ. How many of you know you've been made in union with Christ? Whatever God, listen to me close. I say this all the time, I'm gonna say it again. Whatever God wanted you to be, he put it into Jesus Christ then drawn you into union with it. Hallelujah. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that is your provider. All, all that has been put into the Christ. Then he brought you into union with it, folks. Amen. Hallelujah. Look, Christianity is me, not me running around trying to receive. It's me going around laying hands on the sick. Me operating like the Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. How many of you know this day that you are born of his bone and flesh of his flesh? Hallelujah. You are the glorified, resurrected Christ in the earth. Praise God. And you're in union with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now, it's not I, but it is the Christ that liveth in me. Nolly translates that. He said, not my old self, but Christ himself. See, that's where Christianity is. Someone said, well, I thought I was just an old forgiven sinner. Well, you're not. You're no longer a sinner. You're a saint. See, someone said, well, what if I sin? Well, what if you do? Get it right and go on. Don't hang around it. Don't dwell on it. If you premeditated and figure out some way to sin and, and you willfully sin, something's wrong in your life. But if you miss the mark, if you've done something wrong, man, forget it and say, God, forgive me. And guess what? He'll do it. You know how come he'll do it? Because 2,000 years ago on the cross, he handled your sin problem. Jesus Christ became sin for you who knew no sin that you could become, be made the very righteousness of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to, back to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Fifth chapter of Ephesians. Look in the uh, 31st verse. Said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Said, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Christ and the church. See, he's likening to marriage. He's likening to marriage when a man and a woman's joined together. How many of you know when, when a man and a woman is joined together by Almighty God that something supernatural takes place? That a supernatural union is formed there and these
these two become one. He said, I liken it to the church, Christ and the church. When a man takes a wife, she takes his name. When a, when a man takes a wife, she takes his assets. She takes over the home. She she, I mean, it's just as much hers as it is his. She takes over the checkbook. She takes over his assets, whatever it is. She takes his money. She takes his, I mean, she takes it all. <laughs> A lot of them don't want to give it back either. <laughs> but that's like the church. I mean, the stronger one, the assets of the stronger takes over the weaker one. Whatever Christ's assets was and whatever he was, man, I ain't got to worry about my needs met. My Jesus Christ met him 2,000 years ago. I don't have to worry about getting my healing. My God got it for me and I'm in union with that God. Hallelujah. Amen. I've passed out from under the jurisdiction of hell itself and I'm in the kingdom of almighty God. Can you say amen, somebody? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I tell you what, when a man takes a wife, she takes the same authority that he has. How many of you know he likened this to Christ in the church? How many of you know you got authority in Christ? You got authority. You got whatever authority Jesus has at the right hand of God, so do you have here in this earth, praise God. Same authority. Church has been running around wondering, well, what and all, I don't know what wrong brother Solomon reckon God put this on me reckon he's testing me reckon no he's not doing that he said oh and James said let no man say when he's tempted tested or tried that he's tempted or tested or tried of God don't say that if God said don't say it don't say it so well, who's doing it who do you think's doing it the adversary the devil who walketh about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Kind of like a fellow told me the other day. He said, well, you know, nothing can come to me unless it comes through God's hands. Well, wow, that's the uh, bigger joke as I've ever heard. Amen. Are you listening to me? It'll come to you if you live on this earth. It, it don't matter. You mean sin's going to come through God's hands? Why, wow, anybody with any normality ought to. Well, can't nothing come to me. Satan can't trespass on God's property. How many of you ever heard? Yes, he can. He'll walk in your house and take over if you'll let him. It's up to you. Jesus Christ, marriage you, blessed be God. Y'all are one, and whatever his assets, whatever his power is, whatever his authority is, he gave it to the church, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's up to them to resist the devil. He never said anywhere in there, pray and, get the, and the Lord will get the devil off of you. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Third chapter of Ephesians. Third verse. Paul writing here said, How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I forewrote in a few words. He said, I forewrote these in a few words. Whereby, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Jerusalem Bible said, if you read my words, you'll have some idea of the depths that I see in the mystery of Christ. 
So I'm seeing something deep in Christ here in this mystery. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Look down in the ninth verse there. He said, and to make all men see what is the mystery, what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. C.S. Lovett said this, translate that verse, said, God who planned these things in his primal counsel kept this secret hidden for ages, has given me the task, Paul writes, of bringing to light the details of this mystery and putting them into operation. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Praise God. Praise God. The mystery of Jesus Christ has been revealed to the church. It's burning on the pages of the epistles right now. It's burning with the fire of God ready to reveal it to his church. The process, the divine process that Paul, Paul sees, he sees man lifted up with Christ. He said, if I be lifted up on the cross, I'll draw all men unto me, this signifying which death he should die. When he drew all men unto him, he became sin. He died. He was buried. He was resurrected. That was the divine process that God dealt with Jesus Christ on your behalf. You've been through the death, burial, and the resurrection if you're born again. Can you say amen? You know, when I was a young man, they started something around here. A fellow named Jess Merkel started J&M Poultry. And it was a processing plant. It was a processing plant. And they processed chickens. And they... They'd bring chickens in, you know, they wasn't like, like modern like it is now. Then you can walk through that thing and you won't hardly see a pin feather on the floor or nothing, you know. But, but back then, you know, they, they, they'd take chickens over there by the crate. Man, they'd run them in here and feathers were just a flying. Man, you couldn't hardly see in there. Man, them feathers was a flying over there and man, it just, and you see down here is a chopping, one a hitting. It was just a process. And, and here at the end, they would come out of fire and they'd put him in a bag. How many of you know the feathers has done flew, folks? Huh? The feathers has flew. Jesus Christ has already dealt with your old man. You died, you were annihilated, and you come out the other end as a resurrected son of the living God. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Praise the Lord. Can you shout amen, folks? That's the mystery of this gospel. This is what this thing is all about. God from his primal counsel in the beginning of time. How many of you know Jesus was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth? Man, he wasn't fixing to lose his man. The devil didn't pull the wool over nobody's eyes. Blessed be God. Iniquity was found in him. He was kicked out. Now he, he did this. He defeated God's first son, Adam. He defeated him. The angels of God saw it. The demons saw it. They thought we'd defeated the purpose of, of God. But I'm going to tell you right now. Look there in Ephesians, the tenth, uh, third chapter there, the 10th verse. Now listen to him, what he's talking about this mystery when it becomes revelation to the church. He said, to the intent that now under the principalities and powers, in other words, demonic rulers, under the intent that now 
under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be made known, how? By the church. The manifold wisdom of God. In other words, the church is supposed to show the manifold wisdom of God's mystery, of God's secret plan, of his sacred, secret plan that he ordained before the world was. The church is supposed to reveal that to the world. What is that mystery? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, how did he get in you? I died with Christ. I was buried with Christ. Now I've been resurrected in union with Christ. Hallelujah. The man that lives on the inside of you ain't never known anything but God. He don't know anything else. He, did, he didn't go to the cross. The old man you was went to the cross. He died. He went out of existence. You're a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Amen? Amen. He's a new creation. This new man on the inside of you was sprung forth out of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said this mystery is supposed to be made known to the principalities and powers in heavenly places that the wisdom of God is smarter than the wisdom of the devil. Let me read it out of William Barclay's translation. Baptist theologian. He said the purpose of all this was that through the church, through the church, to make known the many-colored wisdom of God to the demonic rulers and powers in heavenly places. Praise God. Make them all see that the wisdom of God is smarter than any wisdom the devil had. See, listen, when, 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 when Satan fell, he took a third of the angels and then those angels, they saw the, 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 the angels that stayed with God, the two-thirds and the one-third, they saw Satan defeat the purpose of God there in the garden. But I'm telling you right now, that which happened in the garden, Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. He came and destroyed them, praise God. And the church is supposed to show all the demonic rulers, all the imps of hell, that the wisdom of God and the Christ of God that lives in the church has got more wisdom to this than anything the devil can pull off. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Look there in the 11th verse there. He said, according, this thing happened according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. He purposed something in Christ Jesus. Beck translation said, he planned it through the ages, then he did it in Christ Jesus our Lord. He planned it, then he did it. He planned this thing. He planned something to happen to you. What do he want with you? What do he want with man? What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is this thing all about? Stars, moon, all this. What's this earth all about? Wars, what's the whole thing about? It's all about Satan trying to defeat the purpose and the plan of Almighty God. That's what it's all about. And the purpose and the plan of God was one thing. The same thing he intended with Adam when he picked him up and blew his breath into him and he became a living soul with God living in him. Praise God. He wants the same thing out of the church today. He wants the world to know that Jesus Christ is alive and that he's well and that he's living in his church today. Praise God. That's what he wants them to know. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants them to know that the death, burial, and the resurrection took care of every man's need, no matter what it was. Amen. Don't make any difference what it was. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Look in that 17th verse, 317. It said that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. 
Juan said, in response to your faith, Christ will take up his abode in your heart. He'll take up his abode in your heart. How? By faith you receive him as Lord and Savior. The minute you get saved, at that very moment, the life, the nature of the living God comes into you. You become a brand new creation. You become a son of the living God. You don't become just an old sinner saved by grace. You're no longer a sinner. You become a saint. You become a believer. You become God's chosen. God's anointed one. Can you say amen? I'm talking about this is Christianity. Christianity is not just a poor me trying to get by and make it into heaven by the scum of your teeth. Christianity is Jesus Christ walking and talking and pulsating through man here in this earth. That's Christianity. Amen. He said there in Ephesians 5, 30, he said, you're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. You're the living, pulsating Christ in the earth. You're his body. You're his body. Is the body alive? Is it alive or is it something that's lying dormant? No, the body's alive, but they must know that the Christ of God liveth in him and that he'll still do the same works he's always done. The minute you get born again, the Christ of God lives in your heart. The very moment. Christ means the anointed one. The anointed one. He said you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an unction from the Holy One. You have it. God, see, God's man. He's not some little weakling trying to make it by. You ever noticed? I was watching a cowboy show the other day. And, and, and me and my boy James was looking at a cowboy show. I don't even know what it was. But here come the preacher out here. Here he was, little preacher. Had a little collar on and pulled me. Head wasn't big around as a, a Tom Watson watermelon, you know, just a little old knot. Hi, y'all, I'm the new preacher in town. Well, they ought to took a wet rope and whooped it. You mean, we don't need nothing like that. See, that's the image that the church has presented of Christianity. Here I am, poor me, just trying to get along till God comes and breaks me out of this miserable world. No, here in the earth, I live victorious. I'm more than a conqueror through the mighty, resurrected, glorified God. I live above the circumstances. No matter what comes, I'm more than a conqueror through my Lord Jesus Christ. Can you shout amen, somebody? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's time for the real Christ to stand up and be counted. Amen? Huh? It's time for the Christ of God to stand up. It needs to be the reckoning force in the world. I'm telling you right now over at Antioch, you know what them folks over there said? Whew. Said them folks that's in that way, said they done turned the world upside down. See, there's the world talking. What they did, they turned the world right side up. They put it on the right keel and it's opposite from what they've been doing. See, praise God. Our God has supernaturally dealt with you in the person of Christ. He's supernaturally done everything that he wanted. Everything he wanted in you from life and godliness, he put it into the Christ and then he brought you into union. Whatever he wanted his man to be, his man is, but he needs to know it. He needs to know it. Instead of hearing what an old sinner and how not to do this and not to do that, 
If you got to run around and tell folks don't do this and don't do that and all Christianity is is a bunch of do's and don'ts and I can't wear this and I have to wear this and I have to make peanut patties or something. Man, that ain't no count. Are you listening to me? That ain't Christianity. That ain't Christianity. That ain't Christianity, I say. That's not Christianity. I was in a store downtown witnessing to a, a businessman there. I was witnessing to him about Jesus Christ and that Jesus was something special and that he'd help him in that business. And here come some folks in, say, we're taking up offering for our church. We're trying to get by. We tried a rock-a-thon and it didn't work. We didn't get enough money. Now someone's sitting out and rocking in a rocking chair for two days or something. Well, uh, he can get a wino off the street and say, look at this. He said, well, that's idiot, isn't it? Yes, it is. It sure is. No, I'm not talking about folks. I'm not talking about...